Like people have only just heard about the concept of blessings, and there she is, Gwen Country. Ain't nothing going on with the rent, no romance without finance. And it's the way I'm starting this show today because it's Wednesday and it is Money Wednesday. I'm Pumi Mashiko, and you're tuned into Womanda, which is the best song ever, considering that uh, it's Freedom Day. There Freedom Day, Womanda. <laughs> That's where we are. Thank you for joining in. And as we do around this time, every month is we're chatting about finance and we're talking about money, 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 money. And I've got Michelle in the studio with me. And today we're talking 
Say hi to the say hi Hello to the everybody. friends. Michelle. Freedom Day. Enjoy, relax, spend with friends, spend with family, but also don't spend too much. <laughs> well, <laughs> speaking of spending too much, today we're talking about interest, interest rates, and everybody's talking about interest rates ever since the Van Royen saga, Nenegate, I heard somebody call it, ever <laughs> since the Nenegate, we're having all this talk about the interest rates, the crash in the markets, everybody's like freaking out. Should they be freaking out, Michelle? Should no, they be freaking out? Not at all. If you think about our interest rate at the moment, which is 7%, and what we've had in the past, this really is nothing to be concerned about as far as that it has been a lot worse. People need to realize that interest rates are going to vary. And yes, interest rates are going to go up until we have more stabilized economies and things like that. But if we look at... Um, maybe, Michelle, yes, maybe, Michelle, yes. I'm, I'm going to stop you there. Okay, talk to me. Why must take you stop you, me? Take you one step back. Okay. Everybody talks about it mm. as if we all know what in the hell it is. Okay. So talk to me about what exactly is interest rates? Is it the same thing as when they come and say the NPC have come, MPC, M, M, ne? Monetary Policy Committee, have come together and the repo rate is going up? Is it the same thing? Is that, no. is, is that what interest rates are about? No. So what is it actually? Interest rates are very simply what... The Reserve Bank does. So the Reserve Bank gets together with everybody else in the banks and they go, how much are we lending and how much is it costing us? And what do we do about it? Do we have enough money in reserve or do we need to increase that? And that's really bottom line. So it's really saying, how much are people borrowing? Because it has a big influence on how people borrow money and how the economy is doing for us to actually give people money. So it's the cost of borrowing money. It's yes. what, what you really pay them back for Correct. borrowing the money. The Reserve Bank giving the banks and the lending institutions. Okay. Okay. So that's where it all comes from. And I think people have to understand that today credit is just too easy. Well, I think it is. <laughs> <laughs> let me ask you on a, Listen, on a yeah, weekly no one basis. Is borrowing me any yeah, money, no, no, so. no. But let me ask you on a <laughs> weekly basis: How many SMSs do you get from various institutions saying you qualify for? Well, plenty. Okay, which is quite irritating, and right. they don't have an opt-out option. Or even if you do say no, they just keep they <laughs> keep on sending it. So it. What does that say? So money to you? is easy. Money, money it's is easy to come correct. by out there. Debt is easy to come by. Correct. Okay. So if we walk into any bank and you've got, say, 10 people sitting there, how many people are there to pay off their debt or how many people are there to get back into debt? Okay, but like, so interest rates are about people borrowing you money and how much you yeah. pay them for borrowing you that money. Well, really, the is bank's it? paying the reserve bank for that money okay. because our interest rates are a hell of a lot higher. So let's say, for instance, you have a credit card. Now, people don't even look at their statements. I can guarantee you that. Because if you are using yeah, your it's credit depressing. card, no, well, <laughs> you're paying back the money. So you need to know how much you're paying back. How much interest are you paying back? Mm -hmm. So if you look at your credit card, 
it actually on your statement tells you how much you are paying back. So I looked at my credit card this morning statement just to kind of figure it out because I was kind of thinking I was paying around about 19%, maybe 15%. I'm paying 21% no. interest on my credit so card. So that means for every rand you um, borrow, pay, yeah. you're paying 21 cents. cents. Yeah. And so, it's different for everyone? Oh, yeah. It's different for everyone because, remember, you have a credit rating. Think about your credit rating. And some people may not have their interest rate that has moved to 7% because they may still be sitting on 6.5%. Why? Because of their credit rating. So if you have a good credit rating, the chances are that you will be prime less. Now, remember, prime is what people are talking about. What the about. bank is. Yes. yes. So you're going to have that less, say, 50.5%. So that's what happens. It depends on you as an individual of what your credit rating looks like. So say now, for instance, somebody really has a bad credit rating. So in other words... I went and I like purchased. <laughs> okay, I really don't know, but <laughs> so now I purchased um, furniture, for instance, from Weatherly's, and the total bill came to a hundred thousand, and I defaulted, so I never paid my account because I had a, a payment plan where I would pay it off over a three-year period, and I defaulted after a year which meant that for six or seven months, I actually didn't pay them. What does that do my, to my credit rating? It brings it down. I really have a problem now because the next place I go to, they're going to ask me for credit. They're going to say, where else have you had credit? Now, there's a, this is a, like almost like a dual-edged sword because – now they, I tell them, listen, you know, I've got this, I had this Weatherly's account and I defaulted and, but I did catch up, you know, it took <laughs> me a year. Me yeah, it took me a year, but I, I kind of caught up and everything. Um, but now that puts me in a bad light. However, here's another one. People that don't like credit, that do not purchase on higher purchase and you try and get credit, it's just as hard because now they don't have a history of how you pay. Okay, so everybody's got their <laughs> own different credit. This is so much, so much to remember. A couple of months ago, I remember we did this exercise. We sat here with Nawa and we, we, she went and did all that shopping, yes. you remember, and we looked at how much Edgar's charges, how much Fushini charges and everything. So it's not a standard amount. No. And so you must be aware on your statement, look at your statement right. where it says how much Correct. the cost of your credit is. Yours might be 20%. Is there like a ceiling? I think there is a ceiling. Except um, if you're like at a Mashonisa or something. <laughs> Here at Mashonisa, there's no ceiling. There's just a bat to break your leg if you don't pay them back. I was just going to say, <laughs> most companies would have that ceiling. And I think even in the contracts that you will sign, they will tell you and specify. And they can even do it per amount that you're doing. So in other words, Senna, I spend between zero and two and a half thousand rand. I will pay X amount. If I pay between two and a half and five, it will be lower. If I have between five and ten, it will be even lower. Why? They want me to spend on credit. Okay. 
But so you can almost you make, get discounted if the more you spend. But can you make interest work for you? Yes, you can. So the interest rates now, we all, it's everywhere. There's not a single news bulletin that you can listen to. I'm so sick of hearing interest rates yep. are unstable, 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 unstable. unstable. Yeah. Interest rates, this interest rates, that. And interest is so high because inflation targeting, hana, hana, hana. Can I make it work for me? Yes. So, okay, if I've got credit, boohoo, that sucks for me. Sure. But can I make high interest rates work for me? Yes. If How? you save. How? Saving. Very simply, highest, higher interest rates gives us more interest on our savings amounts. So it's very simply, it's almost like a reverse um, axis. It's saying to me, yes, on the one hand, it's really, really bad. On the other hand, actually, it's not that bad. And that's why I'm saying people need to look at, firstly, how much am I paying on a monthly basis mm. for everything that I have? Because, again, you've got to think of the impact that interest has, not only on the individual, but on different industries, say the food industry. If interest rates go up, it's going to cost more in transport. And therefore, what happens to our food prices? They go up. It is marginal and it's not something that we honestly see physically and that we're so aware of. But at the end of the day, what I spent, say, a month ago or six weeks ago, before the 17th of March, or say you're over a month ago, um, what I spent on groceries, if I had to go and purchase that same bundle of groceries again now, it is going to cost me more. It's a marginal amount. However, all of those add up. And like we've said before, we have to keep in mind that it's not just your bond that's going up. If you have credit cards, if you have higher purchases, if you have vehicle finance, those vehicle finances are going to go up as well. Because remember, there you can also get a preferential rate, which means that that may go up. So it's all of those things added together. So when people go, oh, it's just my bond. And it's going to cost me an extra 200 rand. That's nothing. No, it's not going to cost you just the 200 rand. It's all of those little things added onto your 200 rand, which could go up to rather four or 500 rand. Now, if you're already working off a budget, you're in trouble. A tight budget. A if tight you've got budget. no room to swing a yes. cat. There we go. There <laughs> we go. So the thing I always hear people talk about is that don't spend money on your credit card. Just Put money into your credit card, right? I hear this all the time. Does that mean that if my if the interest rates I get charged, let's use your twenty one percent example. If the interest rates I get charged is twenty one percent, so twenty one cents out of every rand, will I get the same amount if I put a rand back into my credit card? So instead of spending that money off my credit card, if I'm just putting that money into my credit card, am I going to get that same amount of interest on my Not credit card? Not necessarily. Because remember, they don't work on the same in giving us the, the backwards. It, it, it doesn't work backwards. It's kind of the borrowing lending kind of issue. So you have to ask the question. Is it is, worth it? Is it worth it? Am I going to get that kind of interest back? And I think this is something that we've also discussed previously is that we've got to understand that it depends on how much money you're putting in to get the value out. 
So it doesn't necessarily mean that you're going to get 21, 21 cents off the rand. It depends on the growth within that specific savings portion. So if we look at banks, when people have a money market with a bank, because a lot of people do have that, because yes, the fluctuation is up and down, but it's always better when interest rates go up, you get more out on your money market. When interest rates go down, you get less out on your money market. So everybody's talking about interest rates and saving. You see, when you go on to, I bank with FNB, if I go into FNB and I click into my homepage and I go into my accounts. I, I just saw this recently because normally I use the app and I only go to the thing that I only need to do. But the other day I was doing it on my computer and I went into it and all of a sudden <laughs> my, my account came alive. My account came alive. There's all sorts of things that they are selling me. There's, you can go into a fixed deposit and you get X amount of interest on a fixed deposit. Or if you go on a flexi save and you get X amount on the flexi save. And I looked at all these things and I totally didn't know where to start. I'm interested in saving, mm. but it's so complicated. For me, at least. Sure. And I think for everybody, it's complicated um, because there are so many options, as you've just said. But again, what I said earlier on is it also depends on how much are you putting into that account. So you have certain accounts which will say to you, you can only have or you can only drop to, say, 20,000. So I have put in 50. I can use 30. But if I go below 20, the account closes. And then you've got the very Oh, yeah, I had an account. <laughs> <laughs> and then all the of a sudden you thought, now, why me? the hell did I it know. go? I'm like, what's happened to this account? There was an account here. And now that account is gone because I haven't been putting money into it. Correct. Didn't or it's know. gone below the limit. Or it's gone below the limit. Because Correct. Because the fees, the fees have actually charged all the money that I had in that account. So if you think banks are very smart in the way that they – Assist you to save, but as well as spend. Assist you to save so as they well can as make spend, money. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I got that. Because they have got various options that you can utilize very effectively. So with the fixed deposits, it means that you are fixing that money for a certain period of time. And then the banks can almost, and I'm saying almost guarantee, because I think it's very important for people to understand that when a bank or any institution says to you that you are going to make X percent in interest rates, that is not a guaranteed interest rate. And that, to me, is very important for people to understand. Because that's what I did, yeah. right? So I whipped out my calculator because I'm quite good with the calculator <laughs> all these many years later when I no longer get tested on it. So I whipped out my like scientific calculator, know what to do with the percentages yeah. and click in there. If I put a thousand rand in this account and I get 10%, and I, get 10% and I worked it all out yeah. and you said to me, I must be careful with doing that because yes. then I worked it all out and I was so excited that if I go for this account, which has 9.75, if I put in a thousand rand over a three year period, this is how much I Correct. get. And, and that's why I'm saying, most of those percentages, unless it says it's guaranteed, it's not. And that is why even if you look at a policy, 
a savings policy. It will always say an illustrative maturity value. And the word illustrative says that, yes, say, for instance, the Satrix funds, which are high equity funds or they, they're very actually they're very balanced funds, but they've got equity, bonds, cash, property, everything in them. And they are sitting with some of the bigger companies like Coronation, Investec, Sassel. All of those companies are in the Satrix fund of funds. And if you look at those, it'll say to you that there is, they've got a history, obviously, of what the return has been on those funds. What they've, what they've been able to make in the past. Correct. So they'll show you a projection of past performance. However, they cannot project what is going to happen into the future. So if I have a five-year term policy, I and, and the Satrix has been doing, say, for instance, 9.8%, I still cannot guarantee my client or myself that that is what I'm going to get out because it's illustrative. And that is a big mistake that people make and also salespeople, whether it's in the bank, whether it's in the financial institutions, when they go to a client and they go, oh, this is how much you're going to make. You can tell them that there's an illustrative value attached to that policy, but you cannot guarantee it unless it says guaranteed. So illustrative value as it I'm just drawing you a picture. Yeah, it's not necessarily that this is the picture you're going to get correct i'm just making an example i'm giving you an estimate of what it could look like so what is the question i should be asking when i'm sitting with a salesperson or when i'm sitting with a, a a financial planner and i want to benefit yes from the high interest rates Right now, what are the questions I should be asking to make sure that I I am in touch with what I'm putting in, what I'm getting out? Okay. The first thing is you need to ask, if I put in X amount, what return could I get over a period of time? Also, how long will I need to invest that money? Because that's also important. People don't understand that the value of the money Obviously, the longer the term is, the higher the benefit to you as an individual. So when it says to you that the interest that you could get is 9.5% per annum. Per annum, yes, not per month. It doesn't mean that if you put in a 1,000 rand today, at the end of the month, you're going to have 1,950 rand. No. Hmm. (laughs) I remember this lesson on compound interest. It, It frustrated and confused me back then it frustrates and confuses me now that i'm actually working and dealing with real money yeah how does that work again it's something that we can't guarantee so compounded interest is really this month i've made two rand off my thousand next month i have made one rand fifty off my one thousand and two rand so it compounds itself over the period of the year And I think don't complicate compound interest right now. It's really how much have I put in and what is the estimate that I will get out over the term of that policy. So am I taking it out for five years? Am I taking it out for 10 years? And how much is that money going to be worth over that period of time in the fund that I have chosen? And that's why we go back to that risk profiling that we did.
because I cannot go and put somebody in an aggressive fund if they are conservative in the way they invest. I've got to make sure that they invested in the correct funds. And again, we cannot guarantee what that return is going to be. So even when the banks put in the different variances of what they are saying that you could make over a three or a five or a 10-year term, I'm always dubious to say that that is a guaranteed amount. (laughs) I really am. Because how do you go back to your client and explain that their total investment that they've had over the five-year period is 250000 just their premiums that they've put in, but they're only getting out 180. How do you explain that? Jeez. That doesn't actually make sense. It doesn't actually make sense, and it's no. making my head a little bit sore. <laughs> the thing is, though, that it's not a guaranteed amount that you're going to be paid out. They are talking about an illustrative value or an illustrative amount that you could earn over that period of time. And it's not to scare people. It's to let people be realistic in their investments. So unless the policy says to you, this is a guaranteed fund, it is not a guaranteed fund. And I'm telling you the God honest truth here. Also, because the salespeople do get quite like overzealous, you oh, know, yes. they got quite, they get carried away too because they're selling a product and they getting you out there. I've been hearing so many adverts on the radio about these government bonds and government retail bonds and saving in a government retail bond. And I, I think to myself, it sounds like such a good idea. You don't have to invest a lot of money. You just sure. invest a thousand rand or whatever it is. And over this amount of time, and again, because I took out my calculator and I went, if I invest a thousand Correct. rand and this is, and for me, it looked like an astronomical amount of money that you're going to make at the end of the period. But if you're saying, I must be sure. Correct. That, that it, there is a guarantee or a minimum guarantee because Correct. I've seen that before. Yes. Some things say to you there's a minimum amount guarantee. Correct. You will never earn less than X. X amount. Correct. On this thing. Correct. But you could earn X amount more. Even higher. Yeah, exactly. You know, depending on, on the risk you're what willing they'll to do take. Is, correct. What they normally do is they will say that we will, we will limit the, the, the amount that it will never go below that amount. So in other words, if you are putting in the money and the guarantee is that you will never lose more than X amount over a period of time, that is also a guarantee. But let's take, for instance, an endowment policy as opposed to a tax-free savings account because we've also spoken about those. I've got a question about that. Remind me about the tax-free savings. and. If you have a look at the way that those are structured and the new structure of the tax-free savings account, they will normally always give you a better yield or interest over the period of time. Is that what yield means, interest? <laughs> well, it, it's it's kind of the same thing, but it, it's really is it it's it's really your costs. Is it like a takeout? Yeah, it's your costs okay. and your admin and everything that's kind of put in. And then they say, okay, well, if that one is this and this one is that, that's how much you're going to get out. Why is money talk so confusing, Michelle? Always. I get confused myself sometimes. 
Why is my next so confusing? <laughs> but, but yeah, I just need to say that saving is one of the most valuable things you'll ever do. So it really doesn't matter whether you're putting 50 rand, 100 rand, 1,000 rand or 10,000 rand away a month. But that savings has to be in the right product and something that suits you as an individual. Because what some people will put away in a bank is great, but is it a fixed deposit? Is it flexi deposit or is it a flexi type of policy? Certain people like myself, I need to know that for five years, my money is going into this policy as a monthly premium and that I am tied in. Because then I don't have that feeling of, oh, you know what, I can actually, oh, you know, I'm just going to go and draw that because I saw a really nice pair of shoes. <laughs> so are you committed to actually saving or is it something that you're doing as an ad hoc thing? Is it worth it, even though you've said that now about just going out there and if you've got the <laughs> discipline, you know, there are people out there who have discipline. They're no, not absolutely, like us. yeah. People mm, who have mm, real yeah. like resolve there we go. and discipline. And at the end of each month, they have a little bit of money left over. They still have salary at the end of the month and it's in their savings account. Yes. And their new salary comes in and at the end of that month, there's a little bit extra. And obviously because Let's just say you've got 200 rands extra this month. You don't spend that 200 rand. Next month, you've got 400 rands and, and, and. Savings accounts also have interest. Yes. They're also interest bearing. Absolutely. So can you just leave it there? Leave you it can. in your savings account and just earn whatever you're you earning. You almost probably earn small amounts. So if you look at something like a 5,000 rand savings product, you must probably going to get oh, most probably about three rand twenty a month off it, so it's not a heck of a lot of money, but you are earning money off that amount every month. And the interest-free savings does it does it does it does this kind of saving trying to get um, to get a payout of interest rate hikes? Will you save in the you same tax-free? Is it can? Can it also fall into that tax-free bracket? But tax-free really is a specific product. Because remember with the endowment products, people were never told that there is a taxation that takes place within the product. So people were never really aware of that. But there always would have been some kind of tax that was taking place. And that's when they came up with the tax-free savings accounts. And they said, with the tax-free savings accounts, we are going to guarantee it. That if you do not go over 500,000 over the term of the policy and no more than 35,000 in a year, that money will always be payable to you as a tax-free lump sum. So they really... Yum, yum. Yeah, they stipulated. But then we also worked out that that policy would be then utilized over a 16.7 years for that 500,000 rand at the maximum of 35 per annum to actually be utilized. The beauty of the tax-free savings accounts is that you can actually withdraw from the funds without any penalties. Now, previously, we were actually at a point where people were penalized for taking money out before five years. Mm. So that, that also put people's backs up. 
to a certain extent because they're saying, hang on, it's my money. I've been putting this money in and I really need this money. Now you're penalizing me for taking money out. I know. That would completely piss me off. I'm so glad that they got <laughs> rid of that before I was like, before I kind of wisened up to it. It would completely piss me off because I feel, I feel like, I feel cheated. I think I'd feel cheated out of yeah. the money that you've spent, especially if nobody told you. Correct. So I'm so glad I would have been completely you see, off. And people just weren't being told these things. So people had these policies. And I mean, when somebody comes to me and says, oh, I want to cancel this to take that. And I go, okay, you can do it. Text. But let me tell you, this is how much you're going to lose doing it. Do you still want to do that? Sure. You need to tell people. That's insane. I'm Pumi Mashekho. You're listening to Womandla. And I'm with Michelle Dave as we do once a month on the third Wednesday of the month. And today it happens to be Freedom Day. If you are wondering, if you are feeling like money's too tight to mention, you're listening to the right show because we're talking about money and how you can make the interest rate hikes work for you. Am I making this happen?
Oh yeah, it's that time of the month. Sometimes men is too tight to mention. Uh, one of my favorite, favorite songs from Simply Red. Man is too tight to mention. I'm Pumi Mashekho. You're listening to Womanta. And being freedom day, being the 27th of the month, people just got paid. Other people are looking forward to getting paid. We're talking about money. I'm sitting in the studio with Michelle, as she always does with me around this time, chatting about Money, 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 and how to make your money work for you. We've been looking at interest rates and the interest rate hikes. Everybody's complaining about it. Money's too tight to mention, but actually you can make it work for you. And who out there has got really good products? We've been doing our own research. We've been checking out what other people are talking about. And I really saw a really, really interesting um, perspective on it. In the City Press, I'm going to give them a punt because we're going to share some of the stuff that they did. And they looked at four different banks and they looked at the money markets that each one of those banks have and what your best options are. Michelle? I think what's nice to see is that we've got this variance. And I think one of the banks that I'm going to punt today is Capitec. Very simply because they have really made inroads in so many different spheres of the way people bank and the they completely yeah, broke the mold on banking. Did. You know, when it started out, you were kind of like, mm, "Oh, you, oh it's, it's another like one." Night. Yeah, it's going to kind of go just, down. Yeah, they're going <laughs> to take everybody's money and run. Or, we did, and we also and we looked at did. it. I think we also all looked at it and kind of went, mm. eh, "I'm better uh, than that. I yes. earn a little bit more." We thought it was yes. like a bank for. People earning peanuts or people earning money from the government or like, you know. Listen, government people earn a lot of money. (laughs) I mean, like, (laughs) I just don't know what it is in English. You know, like, if you're, if you're getting, if you're earning like that stipend, those social grants, social grants, social grants. There was a time when people were like looking Mm. at Capitec on some side eyeing them, thinking it's for people on social grants. No, true. And, and also people were under the impression that Capitec was just going to give people loans and, they weren't going to make it. And look at them today. They've actually Unsecured become, loans. No, absolutely. They've become a force of nature. I thought they were going to be an African bank. Okay. <clears throat> Let's move on. Now, but Capitec Bank, you're, you're 100% right. I think I'm really going to punt these guys because they have done exceptionally well. They've really made banking so much easier for most people that were always afraid to go into the other banks. Let's be honest. Yeah, because the other banks are intimidating. They are. Because sometimes you walk into the bank and, you know, I'm not going to say which bank, but some <laughs> banks you walk into them and they just, they feel like old money. Correct. Some banks you walk into them and they're so full. Some banks yes. you walk into them and you don't know, you don't know who to ask for what. And, you know. Because no, it looks so unorganized. But anyway. And yeah. with the history in this country, some banks, you look at them and you think they're for the other people and not us. Correct. Yeah, yeah. They used to belong to certain other people. <laughs> yeah. But Capitec really has done exceptionally well. And if you look at just their current account, because what they're saying in City Press, because, I mean, we're really quoting from City Press. So this is factual. Guys, this is from the 17th of this month. So if you ever want to go and have a squiz at this, with the greatest of pleasure. But they have the best rate for current accounts at the moment paying 5.35% on your funds. So if you're the kind of person that wants to you get your salary into a check or current account and at the end of the month you still have money in that account, they're going to pay you 
3.35% on the balance on that the you've balance, got in yeah. your current account. You don't even yes. have to open a new account. Yeah. You so, so just don't spend all your salary. No, 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 don't. And, and we'll actually speak about another bank that does exactly the same. So we'll punt another bank as well just now. So if you want to keep your savings separate from your day-to-day, for instance, um, spending money, it's also a flexible savings account that they offer. And they, their interest rate is also at 5.35%. But remember now that Capitec also has not just a current account but a transactional account, mm-hmm. which mm-hmm. is quite nice. So a lot of people have got transactional accounts and, and it's not saying that they don't earn the money, but it may be somebody that earns 6,000 rand as opposed to 60,000 rand. And another person that owns, earns 60,000 rand. Yeah? <laughs> okay. I'm in there. I'm in there with you. In there with you. So, but they also say that if, like we were saying earlier on, that sometimes there's limits on these do, bank accounts. Do they have limits? Now they're saying that they will give you 5.35% on anything under 25,000. In that account. Anything. Anything. For balances under 25,000. And they will give you 5.65 for balances between 25,000 and 99999. So that is interesting because so they're actually rewarding people for, for not having, spending their for entire not salary. Spending either the entire salary or having that emergency fund in a savings account. In a current account. Or they say even in the savings account. In the savings or current account. The flexi savings account that you can also put the money into. So it's not even like your money is tied up for a month or whatever. Your money is always available to you. But if you're that high discipline person. Correct. If you're the kind of person that's got lots of discipline, you're able to have a transactional account and just put money into it and keep that card in your sock drawer. Yes. (laughs) No, absolutely. No, That's a good That's it. That's a good rate that now, they're me, giving. Yeah, so because what are the other banks giving? The other banks are giving in the threes, three, four percent, right? Well, at the moment, I think everybody's kind of um, vying for first place. Nice. So, yeah. So they, that uh, competition's that, also working it's, it's for you. It's very good. It's excellent. Let's take, for instance, First National Bank. We're also going to punt them a little bit today. Um, and it's very simply because I have one of those accounts. <laughs> and it really works for me. First-hand knowledge. <laughs> yes. And it's called a one account. Now, the one account is a very clever account because what it does is it has your bond in it. It has absolutely everything that you have that you owe the bank in that one account. So say now, for instance, I had vehicle financing. So it your will be car, in that. your house, your everything. Everything goes in there. All on under one interest rate. All under one? No. But now this is where it happens, which is quite interesting because my salary goes into that. And I pay the interest off the earnings that I put in. So say now, for instance. Confused. Okay, let me. Say it again. Okay, all right. So let's say, for instance, um, with a normal bond, you have a bond account. So you have to pay for the bond account and say now it's 5,000 Rand a month. You have to pay 3,000 Rand for your car and they're all in separate accounts. Now what they do is with a one account, they lump everything together and they say, right, there's everything here now. Okay, so in essence, I should be paying eight thousand rand towards my debt, which is my bond and, and my car. car. Yes. Now I'm a commission earner, so say now, for instance, this month I have a really bad month, and I put in fifteen thousand. So my interest is going to be higher in my payoff on that eight, 
But now next month I have a whopper of a month and I put, and I put in 50,000 into my account. What happens? I pay less on that 8,000 because it depends on how much goes into the account of how much interest I pay off on my debt. Wow. Now that is brilliant. And again, like you were saying earlier on, we were chatting and you were saying that when you bought your first property, you had an option of a fixed amount payable on a monthly basis. Guy, or, I just, yeah. I just yeah. laugh. I don't even know how much okay. the interest rate is today, but I can tell you now, nothing can be scarier than being 24 years old yes. in your second job. <laughs> 24 years old in your second job. Buying a property because I really wanted to have my own place. You know, like you want to move out of home and all of the lovely yes. stuff. And you don't want to be paying rent. At least I didn't want to. And the interest rate at the time was, was what? 24%. Yeah, almost 25. 24%. At that time, the pound to the, the rand, the rand to the pound was something like 19 yes. to 1. <laughs> Everything was it's crazy. A little bit similar now. So when I look at it now, I'm just like, Psh. yeah, <laughs> what? But that's what we were saying. So if you had taken a home loan at a fixed rate on that interest rate of almost 25% and not a flexi, it would have made a huge difference in your life. So when interest rates went down, your bond repayments went down. Mm. Okay. But if I'd fixed it, they would have stayed the same. Exactly. But you would have paid off your house quicker. That is one of the other things that you need to think of. So that's what the one account does. It kind of says, okay, how much are you earning? And determined on how much goes into that account is how much you owe us. Wow. It's, it's awesome. So let's have a look at what FNB actually has to offer at this point in time. They're saying they've got money on call, which pays 5.4% from the first 5,000. But if you have a hundred thousand to invest, okay, <coughs> not all of us. The <laughs> best option is the money maximizer account, which provides immediate access at seven percent. Wow. Okay. Which is compared with money on call, which pays five point four percent. Wow. They're now also saying that if you have um, the thirty-two day flexi account, notice account, it'll also pay seven percent. For a hundred thousand. So you can see once again, I think it does make a difference of how much are you going to be putting away? Are you putting 200 rand away? Are you putting a thousand rand away? Are you putting 5,000 rand away? How much are you putting away? Because again, your interest is determined on the amount that you are able to save. Wow. Isn't that just fact? It's horrible, but it's fact. It's horrible that people with money make more money. That's what's horrible. Exactly. But so if, you, no, if you're putting it's, away a hundred thousand rand versus twenty five thousand rand, you're going to make seven percent on a hundred thousand rand, as so, opposed to five point. But you've got to start somewhere. You've got to start somewhere, and there are also companies that will only have a minimum investment amount. Mm. Like I know with Investec, it's a hundred thousand. That's the minimum investment amount. Imagine. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> One <please>. day. <laughs> oh, if only. But I think the banks are getting quite smart. I'd have to save a thousand rand for a hundred months. <laughs> but the banks are getting smart. And I think this is fair competition. And it makes it so much 
better for people to now actually make informed decisions. But you've got to make the informed decisions knowing what's out there and you've got to compare. You like you do and you budget, you've got to compare. Absolutely. And again, don't just make a decision because, oh, you know, I've been with him for 15 years. It doesn't work like that anymore. The competition is tough out there. And people need to understand that, and specifically with banks. And if you look at Capitech and how they have grown in their actual people through the doors opening up accounts, it's crazy. We do have to have the conversation about safety. You know, I know we kind of jokingly said it earlier that you, we all thought when Capitec comes out and they're unsecured lending and, 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 we thought they were going to crash. We mm. thought they were going to crash as an institution. And not so long ago, there was a bank which did crash, <laughs> which went under. Mm. How safe is my money? Because the one thing I keep asking myself with the government resale bonds as yeah. well is how safe is my money? What are the questions I have to be asking mm. a salesperson, a um, financial planner, anybody who is in the know before I put my money down to find out how safe is my money? Okay. When we talk about safety for money and from security and the way that the funds are worked and things, that is something that is done by law. So from from that aspect we need to understand that I think we're pretty safe because of Listen, law. Because we've just looked at, I think, globally. It's not yeah. just South Africa that I'm talking about. Globally, you, we were watching Greece melt down yes. a couple of months ago no, where people couldn't get their money out, out of the banks. Correct. So people, you know, that, that kind of fear, what we've seen in the past couple sure. of years since kind of – since about 2005, when the whole world's economy just went haywire, what we have been seeing is we have been seeing people's hard-earned money oh, yes. go up in smoke. Yeah, just disappear. We have seen the economies, very stable economies all over the world. Who would have thought? Who would have thunk in a hundred years, <laughs> in a hundred years that the economies of Europe would be struggling the way that they are struggling Correct. right now. So the fear, I don't think, is 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 not it's warranted. Not, no, it's absolutely warranted. But so, what are the questions that one needs to be asking about the person making the decisions about where they are putting their money, about the places where they are putting their money, and and about the security that you mm. have. Sure. For the money that you put in, because it's all well and good saying you will make 9% back in okay. two years. There, there we go. If you, the you've 9% just said doesn't it. come back in two years, if my principal doesn't come back in two years, I don't, you know what I'm saying? Sure. You could have promised me 100% in two years. There we go. You need to understand that the people that you do business with have to be accredited. So if you're going to work through a brokerage, Understand that they have to be able to provide you with their financial service provider number because those numbers are kept by the financial services board who regulate those brokerages. So that's important. So it's almost like a permit that they're giving you to say, this is who I am. This is who I work for. These are my qualifications. And this is what I'm allowed to do. That's important. So if we look at it from a brokerage point of view, vital. 
because certain people may still be under supervision for some of the products that they're going to sell you. So when you phone out insurance, what do they say? Please note that the agent you are going to be speaking to is under supervision. Or they may say to you, the agent you are speaking to may not give you financial advice. They actually tell you that. So that's what you would do with a brokerage. Obviously, if it is one of the bigger brokerage uh, companies like your Momentums, your Sunlums, your Old Mutuals, your Hollods, and all of those people, there again, the person representing them needs to give you a permit to say that they work for them because they are under obligation to do the right things. With the banks, the banks have got their own set of rules. So if you go into a bank and speak to a financial planner within the bank or a salesperson within the bank, you know that you're dealing with a reputable person. So I would really think twice if somebody tried to sell me something from Acme Brokerage. And said to me, just just trust me. A friend of mine does say that the (laughs) fastest way to kill a friendship is to give each other advice on shares (laughs) and money. Absolutely. (laughs) So be very aware that there are certain rules and regulations that all of these institutions belong to. And if people can't prove to you that they actually belong to those institutions and they are permitted to sell their product, run a mile or tell them to run a mile. (laughs) <laughs> so yes There's where we're protected mm-hmm. um, Even with the government bonds If we look at the government employee pension fund Those are still ruled By the Pension Funds Act So you're pretty safe if You you're are in, pretty if you're, safe If you're in, a, in, an, in an institution Where you you know how to find that institution again. If you're speaking to a person who's accredited by a Correct. particular institution, it's important that to protect your money, you're, you're also just back-checking Correct. And who also, you're dealing with and who you're giving your it. money to. You're not going to go to the corner cafe where Giorgio is going to give you a loan for 5,000 rand. We hope you don't. Yes, because you know that if you don't pay him back, you're going to lose your legs. <laughs> so <laughs> people have to know that every single person you deal with needs to prove to you that they're accredited mm. to do what they do and who they do it with because of compliance. I'm Pume Mashekho and you've been listening to the Money, 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 Money show with Michelle Dave, Pume Mashekho on Wumandla. We've been talking about interest rates and how you can make the interest rates work for you. But before we go, I want to tell you a small little story about my grandfather. Because last night I was doing his obituary, my grandfather's passed away. And as I was doing his obituary, I always know that my grandfather used to make coffee, used to be a barista at the IDC. But my grandfather has had the most amazing life. I mean, he's raised five children um, who've all raised the 11 of us grandchildren. I was horrified to find out that he also has seven great grandchildren. <laughs> 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 Which I That's think a is blessing. a big life. But, but the, the, the thing that I found most amazing is that he couldn't have earned much. But he obviously saved his money. He must have done something with his money that allowed him to, in his old age, and when he's, he's been pensioned, I mean, he lived to be 88. He's been pensioned for years. It's mm-hmm. almost 20 years. Yes. And he lived on a small holding, which was always his dream. He wanted a farm, so he bought one when he pensioned. Bought one, cash. Like, I couldn't do that. Um, Still had his car, 
which was taken away about 10 years ago by his children <laughs> because he couldn't drive it anymore because he couldn't see. But anyway, <laughs> don't tell him that. <laughs> right. But he had his car. He had a bigger place to live in, which was a small holding, which was what he wanted all his life. Mm-hmm. And the life he lived, you would never have known that all this guy did for a living was make coffee and tea. For me, it's not how much you have. It's what you do with it. So on all of that, I think that the, the right way to stop also because I'm still in mourning for Prince um, and I'm still very sad that Prince has passed away. I think we're going to end on this note. I hope you had a good time. Back again next week. On Bye-bye. The Revolution. I've got something important to tell you. Cliffcentral.com.